0: You're listening to Local Programming, produced in KUNV Studios. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz & More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education.
1: This this is is Talking with the Pros. pros. Like professionals. This is Talking With The Pros with me, Jess B. I speak to the professionals in the world of audio to gain an insight into what it takes to become a pro. Talking With The Pros. And welcome back to Season 2, Episode 2 with our friend, Sam. Sam Friend, welcome. We're so excited to have you and thank you so much for coming on down. Now, let's get into who is Sam friend
0: well hello I'm Sam friend and I'm an audio engineer musician and been around music my whole life mm-hmm. so that's kind of the origins of it and naturally the more you do music the more you start becoming aware of everything that fuels it right so um, after getting a music degree I really dove into the production world so that's when kind of audio became a thing that I really started focusing more on but It always started with music, and I think that's still, to this day, kind of the fuel of everything. And then all the technology and all the tech just supports the music.
1: Audio is something that nobody really knows that goes on in the background that supports the music. Now, you know, music that happens outside of a venue outside of the event outside of production how you can help support those musicians right. and getting what they need on stage so yeah. tell me what it's like as a musician to be in the world of audio now
0: well let's just say you can empathize you understand what the musician is trying to do and you can meet them in the middle you know it is a team effort because i mean. Without the technology, unless somebody was physically there sitting there listening to you play an instrument, you'd never hear that person. So everything that is captured musically is captured either through a microphone or created within a DAW, Mm -hmm. within the computer. So it's like it's necessary just to communicate your ideas creatively. You have to understand the technology unless you are literally in person playing in front of somebody. And even then... Um, you know, you can enhance and there, there's a lot of creativity and a lot of stuff you can do in person when you when you do understand the tech part.
1: And not only that, you both are speaking two different languages. And when it comes to the technical issues and technical of, you know, the instruments, and then as an audio engineer, as an audio focused, you really have an ear for these things. Mm-hmm. And m- musicians come in expecting or wanting a certain sound. So being able to reference their language and then this audio language Mm -hmm. and then meet in the middle, like you were saying. Uh, And, of course, we have my wonderful co-host. What's up, Polly?
2: How is it going? It's so good to be back.
1: Yes. (laughs) I know you and Sam have a long-term connection, friendship, and uh, a history together. So why Mm -hmm. don't you uh, go ahead and introduce, like... Your guys' world and where you're coming from,
2: yeah. So, we actually went to UNLV, Mm. we're both alumni, and we met each other in uh, taking classes together. So, we Mm -hmm. we uh play drums together, which is crazy. I was like, this guy is also a drummer, and the way I met him, he had long hair at the time,
0: (laughs) yeah. So, it was not anymore,
2: just crazy. And today, Sam
1: comes with a shaved. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm.
2: Looks so. Whatever. <laughs> <Balls>. <laughs> it looks like a micro. It looks like a. It looks like a microphone.
1: Are you missing his long hair? Is that what you're telling uh, us? That's,
2: that's <laughs> a different time, and uh, you know it's, it's his, all good. His head is now the shape of a microphone now. So, uh, anyways, yeah, it was interesting because I mean I was focused in school, focused on doing my thing, and we just hit it off. We we played some music together. We were thrown into some very cool interesting situations with music and we just bonded and it was a magical experience because this this guy he's not only a musician but he's also a writer he's also he's a composer and he's just a very dedicated human being and that's why i gravitated to him in college and asked him for advice on audio actually so i i would not be in this chair right now had it not been for sam friend
1: wow i think sam You're a great influence, so I'm glad that you're here today to share like your knowledge, your background, and even give us a little insight into what is you brought you to UNLV and then Mm -hmm. what what made you love audio? What what was it that Mm. got you what was the catalyst to your involvement in the audio world? I know music was one, but the the jump to behind the scenes. mm
0: Right. That's, that's a good point. Um, I think going back to what Paul just talked about, yeah, we were, we were classmates together working on difficult recital pieces and difficult music. And for me, the technical side was always a different part of my brain that I could that I could activate after, you know, working so hard on difficult music. It's like, I would need a break and I can go play around with sound. And there, And it was like, it gave me something to just hold on to because, you know, gear and, and it's like it's black and white to an extent. So it gives you some answers. Whereas if you're just stuck in the complete artistic world, creative world, it's like you just want to touch something. Right. Of but course, yeah. um, I think, you know, Paul and I, we we were going through that, you know, what it means to get a music degree, which is very challenging. And, you know, you, you make friends along the way and you help each other out, get through it. Um, but I always gravitated towards the, you know, I wasn't a person that wanted to be, uh, in the spotlight necessarily. I liked the, the, the detail that goes behind the scenes that people don't notice. And there's something about kind of like things that you don't notice that are the reason why it's great. It's like everybody notices the thing, but really that's just the thing put on a pedestal, but there's a whole platform that's built for that to, to live on. And that's what makes it awesome.
2: That's the right. platform that everybody listening right now probably is curious about because yeah. uh, tuning into this show, I'm sure you're interested in learning audio. You're interested in learning video or something behind the scenes. Uh, and it's, that's why I, I love that you're deciding to do this show. Jess, this is like, this is so cool. We never get to hear these voices in a public uh, format like this. Yeah. So it's of course. so cool.
1: We're, audio-centered, and audio-focused, and it's really like the middleman, the medium for delivery. So Mm -hmm. as you were speaking about musicians um, coming up on stage and then the behind-the-scenes, the the physical, the knobs, the adjustments, the levels, Mm -hmm. the speakers even that are involved in presenting uh, the message, Mm -hmm. whether it be music or speaker.
0: Well, I certainly think even now – my goal, because I'm, I'm now an instructor at UNLV. I'm um, beyond my seventh year now teaching. <laughs> and that was something I never thought I'd be doing. Um, you know, when I was going to school, I, I was ready to just go out into the industry and right. try, to, try to make a living and, and do what I love for a living. And I ended up teaching. And I think it's probably one of the best things I ever had to do because it's really kind of it, it, it makes you, I guess, optimize what you do. Uh, and you have the time to actually sit down and really digest what you 're doing and uh you know think of different scenarios and then when you 're teaching people you got to explain it a million different ways and and what 's what 's interesting is you know i have i 've had hundreds of students now um, and I always find the same things are challenges for them right so as an instructor now, I teach different than I did when I first started teaching. Mm. Because I really try to aim to fill those gaps and those voids. And those are things that I kind of focus on because I feel like the other stuff kind of just falls into place if you dive in. So So what is the
1: course specifically that you here at UNLV teaching? And what are those instances with the students that they Mm -hmm. have a a main challenge on?
0: Well, I think our our course at UNLV is very well-rounded. Everybody who is an instructor... Has a musical background, has a technical background, and has a, a good amount of experience professionally. So they understand the way the industry works. They understand the collaboration process with different people. And I think if when you're talking about technology, I, I think it's it's very one sided if you only talk about tech. You got to understand the collaboration and the process of of when you have different technicians working together, when you have an artist working alongside a technician. And then you have, let's say, a business person or a promoter, which is a completely different approach. And you have all these people who are from basically different corners meeting in one place. And I think an approach that kind of helps fill that void is to actually teach it in a very integrated fashion. And that's important. um, Rather than to be one-sided only technical. Because then you have to learn how to apply that in a very integrated sort of artistic, human collaborative way um, and that's important
1: right and so if I wanted to take your course what would be that course title and what are a Mm -hmm. couple of uh, objectives that we'd get into
0: well at UNLV we have MUS 231 which is the beginning of uh, recording so it's recording techniques one and uh, the class is technically uh, a recording and audio engineering class but at least the style that I teach it in is very integrated It's like you're going to learn everything technical, but you're going to learn it in a way that makes sense for somebody who's coming from an artistic standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, as well as technical, as well as human. And I try to glue all that together in a way that's a little bit more applicable in, let's just say, as you dive into your profession.
1: Of course. I mean, musicians are going to know, want to know what it's like for somebody having those controls on their music and in the room producing their music. What do you think?
2: I think for people that are interested in audio, video, lighting, uh, production in any form, it is like, like what Sam was saying earlier. It's, it's something that you're drawn to. It's like, a it's like, you don't want to be in front of the camera, you want to be behind it you want to have some control over what people are actually experiencing and that's the beauty and the value uh getting into this industry is you are actually in control of the way things are presented to the public Mm -hmm. um for example um a gentleman in a control room right right next to us that is uh dealing with their audio and you know under like has to he has to understand the conceptual knowledge of how to run this equipment, so that way we can present a product, mm-hmm. right? And uh, this is important for communication for everything. I'm, it's just the way things work is the is the coolest thing.
1: Yeah, for, it helps with the wants and the needs and the expectations, and being able to hone it all in. And instead of letting somebody else take control or ownership, mm-hmm. because as an artist, you're you're really about your vision, wanting to present your vision fully into mm-hmm. what you want it to look like, sound like. And right. learning both sides can only be an asset to your long term career, your long term objectives.
0: I think I think it's it's necessary. Uh, I think you're gonna hit a wall if, if you don't approach it that way. And that's kind of the the, the trap is For instance, if you are an artist, um, your goal is to express yourself and get out a vision and and express the human condition of what your feelings are and put it out there. But that takes uh, a skill set or else you're going to be limited and you're going to feel unfulfilled because you can't quite express yourself in the way that you feel you should be, right?
1: And I Uh, think in the world of expansive technology, growing technology, AI technology, you really have to be a master of all aspects. Yes.
2: So right now, uh, everybody, a lot of people want to be YouTubers. A lot of people want to be TikTokers. you know, Instagram people. You know, and, that, and that's great because you have a free medium to express your art and do really cool things. But th- where the trap comes is when you're trying to do a show or when you're trying to Perform at a high level in, in trying to represent yourself if you're interested in this, um, having a great quality product is super important, and sometimes people don't have the budget for that right so I think I think having a knowledge a conceptual knowledge of how things work have how things actually operate is the best way to um, to get your stuff heard to get mm-hmm. your stuff you know
0: I don't think it's necessary just as as people Um, if you're in a technological world, how to, and how to get good enough at it where then you don't feel, let's just say you start to appreciate the human element again. It's almost like, it's funny. I, I look at the general public and I remember a very amateur technician, the way the general public thinks of technology, but anybody who's a real professional technician, it's almost like they've maxed out being technical. They're like, all right, I'm go. I'm going back to being a person again. Right. And there's a balance there. And I think people are going to max out how much technology they can handle. You know, they'll find out where their needs are or what they want to embrace out of it. But there's going to be a point of a balance, just like anything. And it's just an innovation. It's just something, it's a tool, right? And tools can be overused. And, you know, you're not at the end of the day, we are human beings. So we're going to go back to that and it's going to come up with some sort of balance. And I think that's a good thing to also preach is that it's really balance. I mean, you can overdo or, or underdo anything. Right. Uh, and it's just a matter of discovering both sides. So then you can find a balance. And that's kind of uh, what, what I call the, the, the pendulum process where it's like, find out both extremes, find out when how much you can do until you're completely burnt out right and then and then you'll back off a little bit and it's funny because every time you try you can handle more yeah, right and the in the and the, and the, bur- the burnout the burnout part or the part where you max yourself out is just a natural part of, of learning right right It's and not. it yes. doesn't and you're gonna and you're gonna feel like you don't want to do it anymore it's like that's normal like learn to embrace that and you look at that like something that is expected. Right. So when you hit it, you don't look at it as like, Oh, this is the end. I don't know if I want to do this ever again. It's like, no, don't worry. It's you're there's a reason you keep yeah, pushing yourself like this. like this.
2: I, well, here's what's happening right now. Like in 2024, we're, we're in this new year, new technology has come out. We have, we had CES the other week and just a lot of new concepts for creative, like creative ways of expressing yourself are. Are coming out technology Technology wise Like for example uh, I think it was Mercedes or BMW One of those mm-hmm. Car brands They have a car now Where you're driving And you can Actually make music As you're driving oh, right Right mm-hmm. Like that's a crazy <laughs> Will thing I, So
1: I am was Demonstrating that Yeah um, so, <laughs> On the social So there's all this Like mm-hmm.
2: crazy technology And plus um, uh, To be a creative person now To be creative you have to uh, take on multiple full-time jobs to be creative nowadays because um, you have to learn how to, how to operate a video camera, how to mix your own songs, how to, how to basically make a full record and produce a, a professionally sounding record in your bedroom. Like that's mm-hmm. really challenging. Now there's a lot of great resources on YouTube and people have a lot of free options to learn but there comes a point where just learning is not enough it's, there's a substance to um, the doing the doing and there's a there's a substance well, another part to of what we do part of is right. the practical yeah, yeah so, so I think Sam what do you offer um, like to, to the listeners people that are interested in learning audio what are what are the uh, different things that you
0: offer um, I, I encourage them a lot to go out there and figure it out and make mistakes and embrace it Because there's nothing I can do to spoon feed them that's going to prepare them enough than going out there and doing it. So all I do is I prepare them to be ready for the failures because that's going to happen and be ready for the burnout because that's going to happen. But embrace it because those moments when you hit that like rock bottom where you feel overwhelmed is the reason why when you finally do get it, it feels really good. And that's how you can be satisfied. That's when you're. You feel like it's like if you have a piece of cake, it tastes good because you just had a meal full of like salty, you know, and vegetables and everything. Uh, That's why cake tastes good. If you ate nothing but cake, you wouldn't appreciate it. Right. So it's like
1: the bitter and the sweet.
0: Right. You have you. I mean, you, you definitely you have to experience those hard times to appreciate the good ones. But really understanding that and appreciating that notion. I mean, I could tell it to you and I could even tell it to myself. When you're going through it, you're like, I don't want to go through this anymore. But when you finally do go through it, you're like, Oh, this feels great! I I got through it finally, and I came through the other side. And you appreciate those moments of struggling.
1: I would love to highlight something that you're more centered f- in explaining music and diving into like production of music. Sure. So let's let's hear from the mind and in the inner workings of Sam Friend. So Mm -hmm. let's cue up a song and then we'll you know kind of dive in, dissect it a bit. So,
0: so this so this was a song because we were talking about this. So this is a song that specifically you you like. Yes, it resonates
1: with me for sure.
0: And this is and it's vulnerable to like to put it's like listening to your favorite music and and telling everybody this is your favorite song. That's a bold move. Yeah, but it's also a really honest move that. It's like you're going to start tapping into why exactly you love the song. And those are like the things that fuel you to keep wanting to do the thing. This is going to reset you. So it's like when you're struggling or you're coming up with a, uh, let's just say, some some sort of block, finding your happy place is something you got to be able to do. And if you're musically oriented... Fi- listening to your favorite music Is a way to reset you mm.
2: Especially if you've been working As a professional already for years Let's say you're mm-hmm. 20 years in 30 years in You're sick of music You're working with audio all the time You're working with artists And it just gets to you sometimes mm-hmm. Sometimes you get tired of it uh, Finding finding a place to come back to um, That takes you to where, when you started That passion That original thing we talked about At the yeah. beginning of this that's the way to, to just uh, con- continually, um, create and, and, do and innovate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree, but yeah, we can, let's listen, let's listen to the song and I'll, we'll break it down from a production standpoint. <laughs> cool so the first thing I'll say mm-hmm. is so do you think this part is resolving or do you feel like it's pulling you somewhere
1: it's going somewhere
0: right mm-hmm. keep thinking of that and mm-hmm. then as we're listening to the song, think of, is this part taking me somewhere or is it resolving, meaning like chilling, like I can like breathe for a second, mm. right? Because a lot of music production is all about, you know, enhancing that tension and release and finding mm. like, you know, you want the audience to get pulled in. So you're not going to give them exactly what they what they want, but you do it tastefully. And it's kind of hard to like play a game of like, I'm going to pull you in, get you Interested in the song, but not giving you everything yet, and then finally giving you what you want, right? So let's listen to see what happens. So what element came in there that kind of gave you a little bit of, of a release?
1: Was it the echoing, like the like callback happening?
0: Okay. So maybe some of the, the lyrical content, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you feel there was the, the part where like the kick drum hits in? That's definitely it's like you're like, what's going on? And then like, oh, the beat hits. Now it's like you have something to latch onto right Mm -hmm. where it's almost like when that groove comes in it's like okay now I've I've got something that's repeating and it's like naturally as a person when something's repeated Mm -hmm. you feel more and more comfortable with it right so you you're at ease because all all the the stuff early was just stuff in the music that's happening once and, and you don't know what's next right so the minute a kick drum comes in like subconsciously you're like Okay, cool. I can follow that. I can understand it. I immediately feel more relaxed.
1: Mm. Right? More anticipating giving a reason.
0: Right, right. Mm. And so then there's a moment where, okay, once you feel safe, if you're too safe for too long, you'll immediately start to get bored. Right? So then the contrast has to happen where it's like, okay, we got to tastefully get rid of the comfort feeling. Take it out for a second throw you off and then we'll give you something else right and maybe a change up so let's hear how the song builds gives you kind of what you want and then throws it off and then changes it up So that decision to kind of have a beat and then drop it out and then add like a little random, right? Those are all things that are just breaking up the repetitive nature of a song, right? And when you're a music producer, you have to be consciously aware of every one of those little details um, because, and one thing actually, as an instructor teaching young producers is about, um, let's just say, producing a song and then not getting lazy where you just want to repeat everything. Especially with technology, it's easy to just duplicate something a million times, right? But to create those little moments of, uh, let's just say, variation, right? That's actually what what is the difference between your audience getting into your music or not is when you are going to repeat something, having subtle variation. And developing it and then not overstaying your welcome. Getting rid of it. Right. And then kind of that play. Right. So
2: noticing a couple things number one is this is a very popular song on tiktok Uh instagram youtube but i heard
1: it on the radio okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: you heard it on the radio and like everybody knows the beginning i got that good stuff that you want everyone knows that Mm -hmm. but what i'm amazed by is just snippets of audio that people hear on tiktok instagram like you hear these little little
1: 15 seconds yeah like Mm -hmm. little
2: 15 seconds like you watch a video and you're 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 just like scrolling right now, and you're looking at your phone. You're like, "What is that?" It's drawing me in. I want to know more about this song. That that is magic, and that's been happening for years. Like somebody plays a riff, and you're just like, "I, I don't want to skip the song." You, you, it grabs you instantly. Mm-hmm. And like there's this phenomenon that I notice when I listen to music, and. I just I play something and if I don't like it, I switch in the first second. I don't even give the song five seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm so
1: glad we're in <laughs> right? good, I'm in good company so, because I feel the yeah. same way. Like I can hear a song and it takes me about three
0: seconds. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. So so, th- so, yeah. so think about that, right? There's something about when a part transitions, right? Or there's a part or something about when a part hits that gets you, right? All that's doing is matching what's happening previously in your life. So it has nothing to do with that song, but somehow the tension in your life or the, or the monotony in your life, right? Think of that like the buildup in the song. The buildup in the song and the buildup of your life before you even press play is the exact same thing. The only difference is that the sound in your life, the emotion that's being triggered, so it's like a journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's taking you on a journey. So it kind of makes sense or like a road trip or if you were like running or you're going somewhere, it's something that's kind of keeping you going and almost, I mean, it's literally, it's taking you on a journey. It's Mm -hmm. not a song that's overly predictable. It's kind of like, where are you taking me? Mm -hmm. Right. The whole song, like if you were to draw it out, is kind of, it's doing this, you know, it's, it's growing over time. And you're like, where is it going? It's like the whole, like it's almost like there's a constant rise of tension the entire song and it keeps you engaged. It's never quite resolving because mm-hmm. the minute, minute there's something chilling, there's something rising in the background. There's little things in there that just kind of subconsciously are keeping you engaged, right? Um, and it's funny because this is a really deep, let's just say it's like a psychological sort of thing, right? But then that's the guide of what tech we're going to be using. We've scratched the surface. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's for sure. We we just gave you an intro to at least a a way of critical listening. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be doing audio professionally, you got to develop your ears to critically listen to what is happening.
1: Just thank you again for coming on and diving into these topics. And we'd love to have you back and we can dive more into the inner workings of your world and what going forward into your professional life and what that means for you.
0: Yeah, no, there's 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 a lot here and uh, thanks for having me. All right.
1: I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's episode, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available like Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Talking With The Pros with me, Jess B. I love you and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.